What it do, man? This is your boy, man, North End Floyd, with another episode on the Kickback Podcast. Um, this is episode 131. And, you know, we're going to be talking about is being single more fun than being in love? Because, you know, we see a lot of people out there. We see a lot of posts and they turning up and they doing their thing. And, you know, it seems like they having a good time. And you don't see too many couples out there posting their business. Not that they should. You know what I'm saying? If they keep it low key, that's their thing. But you see the single people out there doing their thing and turning up and having fun. And, and, and you know, the show, is it's not going to be based along the topic, but we're very intrigued. And I got some dope guests and I got one of my favorite. You know, well, I got two uh, two of my favorites on um, Bear and the therapist that uh, that y'all see on a lot. And uh, we're going to discuss that, man. We're discussing a lot of things. We're discussing, ther- I mean, depression. We're discussing, like, how, you know, how people should uh, react. You know what I'm saying? If it's their, if their spouse or whoever they're dating, you know, if they catch them cheating, you know what I'm saying? How should that person react? You know, is it is it full go? Is it whatever? You know? And, you know, we go talk about some stuff, man. So, you know, uh, appreciate everybody that's been tapping in right now. But let me bring on my um my two guests, man. What's up, Trina? What's up, Bear? What's good? Hey, what's up? What's going on? Bear, man, what's good with you, my brother? Shoot, chilling, bro. Man, and for the people who haven't been watching the show lately, all the new people that have been tapping in with your boy, um, Trina, can you explain who you are? What do you do? What you got going on for the show? Okay. So, hi, my name is Trina Frazier. I am a... Uh, licensed professional counselor. So I have my own practice that's called the Rose Center, servicing 12-year-olds and up, couples. I do group consultations, um, the like, whatever. And so um, I accept some insurances. I am a provider for some insurances, including Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Cigna, also known as Evernorth. So um, contact information, you just catch me on the, the Facebook or the Instagram page. You can find it at the Rose Center BMT if you have any specific questions. And so, and I'm also the owner of Pop Psych, which is a mental health merch company that mm. is used to promote mental health awareness through fashion. So For sure. Hey, Bear, let them know who you is, my G. What's good? This is your boy, Bear. Um, I am the host of the Kickback Podcast, the Kickback <laughs> I look my mind, my mind just went blank for a second. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Taking over. I see what the plan is. I'm telling you, my bad. No, no, not it. Uh, just bear with me, podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you can just find it on all platforms. Going to be coming soon to YouTube. Uh, that's the game plan, and we're just gonna, you know, pray that everything goes fine on that. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, like I said, man, check him out, man. He, he doing his thing and everything. But um, yeah, man, we finna tap into episode one thirty one, man. Um, like I said, if y'all want to share this, y'all share this. If y'all want to call, uh, you could call. The number is gonna be down below. Bang, four zero nine two three three zero zero one seven. You can also check this out on YouTube. We streaming on YouTube live right now, so you could do that damn thing. And if you missed the show, it's gonna be on Apple Podcasts. It's gonna be on Spotify. It's gonna be on whatever. You listen to um, podcasts or whatever. It's, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's anywhere and everywhere. And um, so, like I said, let's just tap in, man. Let's let's just talk about... Uh, because one of my homeboys, he commented, and he said, being single is fun. is way more funner. I don't know if you've ever been in love or not, but he said, being single is more fun 
than being in love. And Bear, I want to start with you. Do you think being single is way more funner than being in love, man? What do you think about this, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess that would probably depend on your relationship with who you with. I mean, because look, when you're with the right person, Trust me, if she, if he or she, if they, if they, um, make the show that you happy, you're going to make sure that they happy too. And y'all's fun is going to, you know, it's cool to share things when you fuck with, with somebody, you know, I mean, having fun with somebody, you yeah. know, cause it's like, okay. you got that, not only do you have that, that, uh, that memory, that core memory with them, but you can share like, yeah, I have that little secret I mean, behind the scenes type laugh about something like, babe, mm. remember when such and such happened? And, you know, y'all could just start laughing about that or something. Somebody might say something or a song could come on mm. and uh, and the words kind of remind you of something. Y'all just look at each other, give each other a little smile or something mm. like that. And that can yeah. just lead up to other things, man. That can lead up to like a, um, another adventure or another fun time or just a little private fun time. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, you just have that something that you can build with somebody. It's different than when you're going out with different people all the time. I mean, granted, you know, what you do is what you do. But if you're just going out with this person, that person, this person, that person, there's nothing really to build on with that. Yeah, I think when you get at a certain age, you kind of, you. I think you want to build, man. Don't that get a little old when you just yeah, exactly. talking to this person, that person, and, and, and then you like that person, and you <laughs> think that person cool, and they check all the boxes, but you're single and you're doing your thing, so you just mess with somebody else, and then the effort and the communication, it kind of dwindles with that person. So then they move on, because they like, ah, this, they ain't showing no effort, you know, they ain't consistent, and then you didn't just let go of somebody that could have been potential um, that you could have built with and, and and had a future and everything and stuff like that. Trina, what, mm-hmm. what do you think? Was you turning up in your single days? I know now, lately, I'm not going to tell your business, but back in the days, how, how was Trina? How, how was Miss Trina doing? <laughs> that was fun. No. That was fun. Um, <laughs> okay. right. No, when I was single, I was single. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I mean, um, I mean that in every essence of the word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Which doesn't necessarily mean I was out there just doing everything I was big enough and bad enough to do, but I could if I wanted to, right? So it's a big difference when it comes to being single versus being with somebody. So if I'm with someone, you know, I'm very committed, you know, I'm not, I don't really play games like that because I could be single and do the same stuff. Mm. We know that the way mm. situations are, you can pretty much cherry pick what you want out of situations and kind of create situations that you want for yourself at this point. I know you can because I have, right? Yeah, right. So, but the question is about fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to say, <laughs> you finna play. So we're talking about um, which is fun, more fun. It had obviously the answer is the, it depends. Like if you have had issues in relationships and when you have a history of a boring, a non-fun relationships, then you probably are gonna be like, man, being single is better. But if you are one of those people that has to live the single life and then you realize you want something more consistent then you might not necessarily think it's as fun because sometimes, um, and this is going to sound contradictory, so I'm going to call it out already, but I will mm. <laughs> Go for it. When it comes to being single, sometimes the monotony of it all gets boring, right? And then, but then on the other flip side of it, I feel like some fun is achieved through familiarity, right? So I know mm-hmm. that kind of contradicts like, cause it's kind of like something you both you guys were saying that we're consistent. So 
if I'm building with someone, then that in itself can help with the fun, right? You know, mm-hmm. what if some some of the elements of the situation that made it fun was because it was you? Being single, that might, you know, I can do whatever I want, but that means I might end up with somebody else. And even if I try to achieve the same fun with someone else, it might not work because it's not that person. So you run that risk of, yes, you can do whatever and have fun. But if this particular fun or this experience was really more based on the fact that this was a dope person, they are the reason why it was fun. But, you know, there are some people that are so charismatic that some stuff, they can make something that you wouldn't even want to do fun defensive driving you know something just lame <laughs> right but you, you find somebody in there that you can chat with testing days when we were in school you know boring as hell but you find somebody you can talk to that's fun that day went by so that's what i'm saying you know you know what i mean so the thing yeah. about it is at the end of the day is really more so about your own personal experiences because even that with that freedom that to do whatever comes that responsibility. So now I'm the responsible in a major way of, of my fun, period. Now it is mm. all on me. Well, so the days mm. when I don't link up with somebody, it's well, more. but when you have someone else that's working with you, sometimes they can pick up, you know what I'm saying? Well, let, let me just say this, you know, as on a guy's aspect, because let me just throw this out there. Lately, you're seeing a lot of female, a lot of women, I'm sorry. You're seeing a lot of women, they going on these uh, these trips together, you know what I'm saying, country trips, they going to Jamaica, Mexico, they doing their thing. Guys don't really have guys' trips like that, you know what I'm saying? Like females, mm-hmm. y'all y'all are used to having girls' trips and turning up and doing those things. Us guys, and, and, and most of the time y'all single having fun or whatever. Uh, it could be a, it could be like y'all married or whatever, you know. But you, you left y'all man at home. But typically, it's single chicks. They going turning up. They in Miami. They doing their thing. Guys, we really don't get with the homies and be like, hey, bro, let's go to Jamaica. Let's go to Cancun. Let's let's go let loose. Guys don't really do that, you know. And mm-hmm. it's when you're single, like you said, if you're at home doing something, if you're at the home and you don't have no plans, then it's really bored. But let me get on the marriage thing. Or if you're in love, that's way more fun because, like we was talking before the show, you build memories, you build a lot of things with that person, um, and you know you go out on dates, you go out on trips, you go out on couples trips. Those are dope. A couple yeah. trip, dope. <laughs> Being on yeah. that balcony with whoever it is, you know, yeah. just chilling or whatever, and taking vacations. That's that's really dope. That's some memorable type stuff. And I think a lot of people kind of shun the light. They kind of hate on it because they don't experience it. So they so they knock it. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to knock something if you really haven't, you know, really been in that type of position before. And a lot of people who had heartbreaks and stuff like that, they be like, you know, F, F being in love. I'm going to be single. I'm going to turn up. And then when you get in your 40s and your 50s or maybe in your late 30s or something like that, then you're going to realize, man, look, I'm I'm trying to let that go. I can't go to the club all the time. I can't turn up all the time. I'm going to sleep a little bit early now. I used to stay up 11, 12, 1, 2 in the morning. Now I'm getting tired at 8 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, life's done passed you by. And, you know, now, you know, you're looking for somebody to build with. And then, you know, the pickings is slim. Because now, you, you, now you, you're 50 years old. Right. And now you're trying to, you know, date. You know, it's it's not too much out there and stuff like that. So, I think, uh, like my boy said, as far as uh, Timothy Clifton, shout out to Timothy Clifton. I'm going to have him up in the 
um, the kickback chilling one day when I get right, when I, when I get this little microphone situation right or whatever, but he going to come through and, and bless the, the studio and stuff like that. But it does depend on your tensions. But I think yeah. a lot of people, they, they really truly never experienced like love like that where they could, you know, take trips and build and do stuff like that. And to be honest with you, being married and being in love, that's not boring. Mm. I, I don't know why people mm. get the concept that that's boring. Yeah. Man. I mean, I, I think, I think that's a that's a great feeling. That's a dope feeling. So, mm. like I said, it just depends on who you're with. If you're married to somebody that, I mean, number one, you want to match some. You want to marry somebody who's going to match your energy. You know, we know you single oh, in love, oh, Miss Winston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure that you're uh, married to somebody that you're compatible with. You know, and y'all's energies match. Man, y'all's energies match. So if you have that situation, whenever it comes to like fun and adventure and going out and having a great time together as a couple, uh, it just makes it that much easier and just makes it that much more fun, you know, but it's like your boy said, man, you know, it depends on your intentions because some people who just love the single life, shoot, they're just good with it, you know, uh, and that's probably just the best way to roll with it for them, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. for personally for, for me. <laughs> sure. I like a little I like a little love life. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> my bad. I like a little I'm love not life. trying to speak for you. I, my apologies. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, the single life worked for me for a long time. I mean, for the what's, what fact, slowed you down? What slowed you down? Well, first of all, let's be clear. The single life don't mean you party, and I think that we need to make sure we clarify. Oh yeah. No, yeah. not you, Bear. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, no, I'm just saying like like what you're like, saying. You know, let's clarify. It's not just going out parties and clubbing. Yes, because my okay. single life was uh, a lot of times like I was doing stuff like school or something. It's very okay. hard to maintain a relationship when, you know, if you really in school, like, you know, college or something like that, you like doing it, especially if you, you know, I graduated in three years with my first one because I went year round. So you don't really right. always have time to dedicate you know, you may talk to people here and there and hang out, but to really truly be devoted to an actual relationship and put the work in that's needed is very hard. So it was much easier to hang out and, yeah, you know, so that I can focus on schoolwork. And plus, I was a, a full, you know, a single mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, so let me ask you this, life, though. Huh? I'm sorry. Let me let me ask you this. What what made you like I'm when I mean slow down, like what made you decide, OK, um, or was it just that person? Was it just the vibe? Was it just the the chemistry that said, okay, uh, okay, Trina, this this right here, this this go work right here. I mean, did it happen like that? I, everything with me happens organically, though. Like, so I don't mm. like force anything. You know what I'm saying? Like in this particular situation now, you know, as far as my marriage or whatever, it was I was intentional as far as my focus, but I still was open to kind of letting things happen the way they would. Because to be honest with you, they didn't like I couldn't have planned the way they happened. This is not how I would have planned it, to be honest with you. So but I let mm-hmm. things happen naturally. So I don't really force stuff. And for a long time I had no desire to be just that connected to somebody. Anyway, right. so I don't really like forcing stuff. So like I say, you may have your your chill and stuff, but to be able to devote that time to the relationship to make it be something that was worth your while in the first place. I really didn't always have that. So sometimes you're single for that. And then sometimes people just kind of don't. I think it's a very mature thing, to be honest, about not having the uh, the will to even try to work on a relationship so you stay single. 
Because some people don't do that. You know you do not want to work on a relationship. You're just going to be kind of existing in it. But you're not going to do the work. But you still get in it for all the other things that we get in relationships for, like the fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to do the work. And so I right. respect people that are what we call serially single. If they know they don't want to wow. do the work. Serial single people. Man, I ain't never heard that before. That's okay. I know that's a new term. Serial singles. All right, bet that. So, but nah, Um, it was natural. So that's the answer. And and I think what I I like what you said as far as work. When you think about relationships and getting with somebody or whatever, work doesn't even come to. That's probably like at the bottom, like work. Like, what are you talking about, work in a relationship, like? Yeah, because, you know, like, when they have that first argument, that big argument, they'd be like, ah, forget it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to move on. Yeah, they want to bounce. I was yeah. there. I was, yeah, like, so you can't even argue with Trina. Like, Dang, hey, man, I want to go to such and such. I don't want to go to the next thing you know, your phone number is blocked or something. Like, damn, bro. Like, she didn't even give me a, a, a second chance to apologize the next day or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Dang, till you're doing them like that. No, I just like <laughs> <laughs> might have considered mean or something. I don't know, but it's like uh, you know, Ooh, a serial lie, single. You know? She said she don't know what serial single means. Mm. Oh, like, like so, a serial, like a serial dater. Not yeah, exactly. And I mean, honestly, I never heard that anywhere specifically that I can recall. But I just use serial because, like you said, other ways that it's used. That's what I meant in context. So someone yeah. who was like. Always single. It kind of reminds me of somebody that Floyd was, I think, describing. It'd be somebody he would consider seriously single. He's like 50, still out there, not with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you just, mm-hmm. everybody around you is connecting to people. And you notice that there are certain people that just don't seem to be connecting with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Stacey Lewis. Or you might see them with a person all the time. And y'all think that they together, and when it all come out, they like, oh no, we not together. It's like, oh, but y'all, yeah, ooh, that's that's hurtful. If you know, what I'm saying like you feeling this person, and be like, ah, oh, no, we not together. We just kicking it. Like, damn, you know, that's 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 very hurtful. I, I think that happened to like, me. That, that happened to me a long act time like, ago. Act likes. Act, act like, like, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. I literally call it act likes because oh, you're doing everything like you're in a relationship. You just don't have that label. So yeah. Um, yeah. Patricia? shout out to Patricia. You know, shout out. Uh, appreciate you for um, tapping in, Stacy. I like Stacy. Say he he say, I like both. He values his time being single, but he appreciates and adores marriage for sure. I was about to say, I was about to say that too. I mean, I want to uh, shout out to Stacy on that one. That's a that's a dope vibe right there. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the same thing. You know, you enjoy your time being single because you have to. Because something that uh Trina you mentioned on earlier, you know, something you touched on earlier is about the fact that uh you know you explored yourself and you learned so much about yourself as you're yeah. single. So that's the best thing to do. Don't just jump into a relationship just for the sake of jumping into a relationship because oh all of a sudden I'm alone. I just need to have somebody to be with. Nah, it's mm-hmm. just not like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the sec- if that's the case, you get you a chill buddy. But uh, mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. But I like. But you know, if you just want to get in a relationship, like I said, just for the kicks and giggles, don't do that because you're wasting your time and you're wasting that other person's time on top of that. So just go ahead and stay single, enjoy your time being single, learn yourself as you're being single, and then, like Stacey say, you know, I know that you fact that you would you adore a relationship, a marriage, then build on that when you find the right person because you don't want to mess around and jump in one marriage to another because 
that just ain't the vibe. <laughs> Seriously. Nah. And see, for me, I would take some of those those concepts he said and kind of flip it a little bit because for me, it's like I actually appreciated the singles home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I value and adore even the idea of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. But I and I absolutely appreciate the singles. I'm gonna be honest with you. Just sometimes, like I I wasn't really a person that just like I've said this before did a lot of relationships anyway. So a lot of stuff that I was doing was fun. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> being honest uh convenient <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah at the same time i also realized now reflecting from a more mature perspective i would relationship material anyway you was breaking hearts no i was just like i got <laughs> just kind of mean you know what i'm saying like it's just like you know no mm. nonsense at mm. times okay. but still probably nonsense myself so. mean or blunt uh, I get the blunt. Probably blunt. Probably yeah, I get, yeah. I get a little blunt. I yeah, like, but I was never evil and vindictive. You know, I wasn't right, right. Stuff, but mean, like far as like what I say, I can be yeah very direct, and not lie. Yes, that's that's the word I was really looking for. It probably it was a better way to say a lot of the things that I said. They were not lies, but still, I mm-hmm. think that you are still responsible for how you say things. And communication, right. communication is such a big part of relationships. That's why I say, you know. At the end of the day, I don't think that I, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't see that I uh, would, I was actually ready for one, too. Because mm. you don't try to cut down or, you know, other people, like, if you care about them. But if that's your defense mechanism, then it's like, okay. So, okay. and that's not relationship material either. Relationship material is more right. than just being faithful. Because that's the right. other thing. Everybody thinks that as long as you're faithful, your relationship material is like, there are so many other reasons why relationships don't work other than just cheating. For some people, that's the least of their worries. Okay, yeah. so, let's, so let's dive into it because the, the, the statistics show <laughs> that women are filing for divorce at a higher rate. So why is why women, why y'all doing the brothers like that? Not Ooh. brothers in particular, but why are y'all doing men like that? What's up? Like... Why are y'all filing for divorces at a higher rate? What's going on here? You, Bear, you want me to go first? Uh, yes, please. After you, by all means. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is all just speculation. I've not done any yes. research on it because it's been consistently like I've not looked at it for specifically by gender. You know, mm-hmm. you just hear that they say at one point it was like fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and then I heard like yes. for a pandemic it was like eighty percent at one point because you know a lot of stuff went, you know, wonky during the pandemic. But I will say that yeah. I would speculate that women are falling at a higher rate because they're more independent now. You know, I think that what stopped a lot of women from filing for divorce in the past one was they really didn't necessarily have the right to. We. I would say, but I'm going to say them. Like, it was a lot of restrictions on what they were able to do. So it's a lot of women that actually would have left if they could have. They they because financial reasons. They financial was... reasons and the law. I mean, just a lot of law. And law. I was about to say that. Yeah, it was yeah, a law I mean, back then, let's too. Let's be very clear. The law laws were very restrictive on the rights of women mm-hmm. back in the day on what they could Are you talking about, them. like, in the 50s and the 60s and I stuff mean, yeah, like that? I back in the day. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, okay. You know, yeah. Like, you know, not being able to own things and you know, uh, it's a lot of things you just couldn't do on your own. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that, that you know, and I, I only mentioned that for comparison on how very different, like we still have some struggles as women, you know, when it comes to certain things, but just generally speaking, we are 
so different now. We have, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many more rights. So you can file for divorce. Women are getting jobs, different jobs, high paying jobs. So a lot of the reasons why people would stay in relationships or why women specifically would stay in relationships have been resolved or, you know, they've been made self-sufficient in a way. So now willing to take less thresholds are lower now. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so unfortunately, also motivation may be lower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so. To be honest, you know, because it's like what's at stake is not as heavy or dire anymore. You know, it's not because I need a roof over my head by the, by, by the grace of God. So I'm happy, you know, because you want I feel like man, it needs to be a choice. You know, you got to be mindful. I've always been told to be cautious of people who need you. Mm-hmm. So you need anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want people to want you because there's no desperation in that. There's a desperation right. when needing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the divorce rates are higher because, you know, people are more independent in general. They're not as needed. You know, they're more self-sufficient. Um, you know, they found solutions when it comes to certain things that before were problems. So you, that, think, that's you think like social media helped boost that because, you know. Oh, absolutely. A, a, a long time ago, you really couldn't meet people unless you was just out and about. And now with social media, you're meeting people from Houston to Dallas to New Orleans. And it's just a click of a button. And all yeah. you got to do is like a few pics or jump in your inbox and start a little conversation. And before you know it. You know, y'all are talking and doing this and meeting up and sending all kind of messages and stuff like that. So you think kind of social media kind of like, you know, helped the divorce rate jump up like that? See, that was going to be my angle. Are you saying like it just in general or specifically about women? No, I'm talking about in general. Um, Well, I mean, I guess accessibility, you know, of course. Right. But I also feel like. You know, in order for me to even act on it, the seed must first be planted. You know what I'm saying? So there has to be an issue. Like, I remember I was watching this podcast, and y'all may know the comedian um, Gary Owen, right? It was a big deal to him. His wife were getting a divorce, and Gary Owen is Caucasian. His wife is Mm African-American. And that was a big part of it, too. Because, you know, if you know Gary Owen, you know his story. You know that he's accepted in, he's considered the white comic that's accepted in the black community. Yes. All of them always get on about that, right? So he's talking about all of that or whatever. And he was talking about his divorce and just all the stuff. It was really toxic and everything. And it was mm. like something along the lines of saying he cheated, right? Mm. And so mm. they was like, oh, so the marriage is ending because you cheated. And he was like, well, first and foremost, Cheating is never the reason why it ends. And to be honest with you, I, I believe that to a certain extent because something happened that opened that door, whether he just yes. sucked as a person and yeah. just honestly wasn't honest about the fact that he didn't believe in or want to remain, you know, within the agreement of fidelity, right? He didn't want to stay faithful or whatever, or maybe there was a lack of communication with them. You know, anytime we have issues in the relation, there's a rift sometimes that leads that vulnerability, but everybody doesn't take that route. Mm-hmm. So it's not an excuse for him cheating because everybody, you know, you may experience strife, but everybody doesn't choose to cheat on that person because of that. So you can't say that's automatically. However, mm-hmm. I can't agree that something else was up before that. That was just a response to it. A sucky response and there's immature response and unfair because you can always leave. And if you feel like, well, no, we got this, we got that. 
then you need to do what you need to do because that's the chance you take when you take that vow. You, it may Cheating. be risky. You know what I'm saying? I, I may not be able to get out of it as quickly as I want to, but that's the risk that I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but like yeah. I said, you know, at the end of the day, accessibility does matter. So people are have more uh assess, you know, you, you know, more people are accessible. You know what I'm saying? But what made you even pick it though? Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> as far as like with with marriage, I think a lot of people, you know, you always see the negative stuff like as far as when social media go the negative will always like for some reason it overshadows the good and stuff like that oh absolutely so, i mean people they love drama they love mm-hmm. couples fighting and and and, and the divorce and divorce parties and all this stuff like that and it's more to the forefront so divorce parties yeah mm-hmm. man they be having divorce parties and stuff oh my so, goodness dude come on I mean, divorce is an option for a reason guys I'm serious. It's an option for yeah. a reason. And divorce doesn't always have to be negative. I think it's something no. to stay together because of the stigma associated with divorce. And when we when when it all boils down to it, they would so very much so both be happier apart. But because of the stigma and the strife, you know, like they gotta wear a scarlet D on their chest or something, just because you got a divorce, just because you guys made oh. <laughs> Sorry, literary reference. You don't remember Scarlet Letter from school? Everybody yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Shoot, we had to read that so many times in high school. Right, and y'all know it was the shame. And so I think yeah. that a lot of times people are so afraid of the shame that they think that will come with divorce. It's such a taboo word that they'll um, run from it and instead suffer. And it's like, I'm, that's not me at all. Yeah, I'm not that person. Yeah, but do you think do you think do you think couples should go ahead and I mean before divorce, do you think they should see a therapist before they you know divorce? I'm not saying people should or shouldn't do. It could benefit you if you want I'm, to do that. There are some people that do that. Now, what you, what you think, mean? bro? Yeah, I'm saying it probably it's probably something that needs to be done, but it has to be something that needs to be done from uh, come from both sides. Because you can't just go into into just say, okay, we need to go into therapy when one person doesn't even want to. Because if communication is an issue, then putting them in front of a therapist is not going to, you know, change the communication problem. So one of the things about trying to get see therapists is number one, you have to understand that you probably have some kind of problem there in the first place. So if both people don't see that there's a problem on both of their sides, then going to therapy together is not going to help anything. Personally, in my opinion, I think that you should go to therapy separately first to figure out exactly what is wrong with what's going on and what came from that. And then once you get to a point where you're like, I have a better understanding of myself, then, you know, you can go in, then you can go in as a couple before even trying to do that though, going in as a couple together, that way, once you find that there's an understanding about yourself that you have and you know where your problem lies, then you can go in uh, together as you, as just you and you and that person talking to each other and trying to communicate, okay, I know now what my background is. I know now why, why I am, how I am and why I reacted the way I reacted and why we had this situation, why we had this chasm. So, what let's let's work on what we can do to fix that correct that and build on what we're correcting and if that still doesn't help then i say you go to therapy Mm. i don't think therapy should be the automatic answer 
Excuse me. What no disrespect, TRE. No, <laughs> no disrespect. I like it, but I mean, all right. Yeah, I'm just saying, no disrespect against you or your industry or whatever like that. But I'm just saying, I think it should be something that you should, you know, try to build on because I come from a background of what happens at home stays at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to fix what happens at home as as a couple first. And if that doesn't work, then yes, get outside help. Try to try to build on that. And but at the same time, like I said in the beginning, though, it can only work if both of you are on the same path. If one person's on one path and another person's on the other path, even if y'all go in the same direction, there can't be a ditch in the middle. There can't be a part in the middle. They have to be you have to be on the exact same path. And if you're not on the exact same path, then it's pointless. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. And you're wasting the therapist's time. Well, not really, because the therapist's getting paid regardless. So that is okay. So now you're starting to kind of bother me a little bit. I don't like that last statement you made. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but I, I like it because that's the truth. <laughs> that's like. But I don't agree with you whole like totally. And I can tell you why. If Floyd, if that's okay. That's cool. Okay. So first and foremost, I'm going to tell you a little bit about just a little snippet about what couples therapy looks like with myself. And I learned this from other people. Okay, go for it. So for me, when I deal with couples, I do a four part intake process with them. The first Mm -hmm. one is them together. The second one is for one person. The, The third one is for the other person. And that's their one individual session so I can talk to them one on one. At that time, Mm -hmm. I assess for their communication style and I look to see if they can tell me anything in particular that they feel like they just absolutely have to tell me, whether it's about their concerns in a relationship or something. Right. Once we finish, they have the understanding that by session four, which is the last part of the intake process, there's no more. I. The couple Mm -hmm. is the client, period, in couples therapy. And then moving forward, that's it. And there's a certain curriculum I use that addresses specific aspects of couples, like of as far as the functioning and things like that, right? And so mm-hmm. that's that. Why? Because that in that way, we as the therapists give them the opportunity to communicate. We also get a better understanding of their communication style because that will be brought up when we get back together. And that's going to help us understand what's going on with them, right? right. So that's the one thing. If we believe that you as a part of this couple would benefit from your own individual therapy, we will tell you that we will act. We were ready to refer you or let you know that it is in your best interest and in the best interest of this process that you get your own therapy as well. Okay. If we feel like that it is such a hindrance to this process that it will not work, then we will also let you know that as well. Right. And know that some people go to couples therapy by themselves. Is that, is that a good thing? It's yeah. not a good or a bad thing. It's just that when you think about it, the way that couples therapy is conducted versus individual therapy is different. Like literally for me, I have a full curriculum I follow. And so I can actually have that scheduled in a certain block, right? Whereas individual therapy can be just on and on depending on what that person wants to work on. But the fact mm-hmm. is you are trying to learn specific things about relationships. You can do that on your own. So there is a such thing. If you're a person that's had issues in relationships over and over and you're trying to figure out what's the issue, you might actually go to couples therapy, but by yourself. Sometimes there's a person in the couple that wants couples therapy and their partner does not want to participate. And guess what? They start going anyway. So it's just really different dynamics. So that's that. Two, 
it, the way that I took what Floyd said is similar to how some people, they don't necessarily go to therapy. And this is one of the only times I've ever differentiated between therapy and counseling. But the thing about it is therapy sounds more clinical. Counseling mm -hmm. sounds more educational. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people go to uh, premarital counseling and uh, it's, it's educational. So, you know, sometimes and then if it's like based on their religion, you know, it teaches them about that aspect of it, too. But sometimes people go to non-religious premarital counseling and it's looking to help them with understanding the major components of a relationship and, you know, communication, all this stuff like that. That's not therapy, but they may benefit from that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. and it's not looked at as, oh, we have a problem already. It's like, no, we want to learn so we can avoid some. So having that before can be very beneficial and it doesn't have to be so clinical or, you know, like there's so a problem. therapy and counseling is different. In this in this context, I'm saying it is because I feel like you can prove, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but. It sounds like counseling may sound more educational than therapy. Therapy just sounds to me like uh, clinical. Like I said, it sounds. No, I agree with that therapy yeah, and counseling thing. Yeah, because yeah. 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 I always see therapy as like counseling. When you think about it's it, like yeah. A, yeah, that's a therapeutic yeah. thing, clinical you know, thing. And, so, and 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 I said that because what you're speaking about, Bear, I think is more like the therapy because you're like every both people have to be on the same page. Now we're working right. on something, then, so that's a lot, you know, more intense sometimes than just trying to be more proactive. Now, there are going to be times when people will start going to therapy, and I've experienced this. And at first, they're not all in, but they're there. Mm -hmm. They just do. And over time, right. they 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 uh, they start to see and understand the process for what it is. Sometimes people go into that situation with their guards up because they feel like it's about to be, um, you know, the therapist against them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That type of deal. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. they go in there with their guards up and it takes time for them to get comfortable enough to be like, okay, so this is not a get me situation. And I So you don't think that could lead to something bad, like something worse? What do you mean? Like if somebody comes in there always guarded, doesn't want to be there from the beginning, you think that does that's not going to it's not going to make them become even more guarded, even more standoffish and just kind of like rebellious to it? It's a challenge. I've had several yeah. clients. It works out okay. again. It's actually a lot more rewarding sometimes, for lack of a better word, because they mm -hmm. actually start to see the value in their impact. Their progress <clears throat> is, is genuine. It's more genuine at times because they really did not believe in this process. <clears throat> so I've had clients that have actually okay. said, you know, I really didn't believe in it, but I feel like I have no other choice or I felt why not, you know, the reluctance, right? Or mm. I came and I was hoping that it would work, but I wasn't sure how it was going to work. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, they're gonna, there's reluctance for people. It, it's there, even for individuals. They just like, you know, I wasn't even sure, but if I even believed in this for a while, you know, but here I am and I'm starting to notice. So sometimes it's really just about being there. And the same way in a couple you know, in a relationship, sometimes you're down and your other person kind of makes up that extra percentage and kind of balances y'all out. So I might be doing 20 this day and you the 80, we good. Right. You know, right. I might be on 50, you 50, we balanced. One day I might be 70, you 30, but we still good, right? We still balanced, yeah. Same thing with therapy. Like you said, sometimes the other person may not be on the same page. They may not see it, but they love that person and they still there. This person is more, this is the 70 today. 80 to 80, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then eventually it might work out as well because I may not always agree with you, you know what I'm saying? But I love you. 
So therefore, it's like, man, mm-hmm. I mean, if it was anybody else, I wouldn't even be fooling with this. But right, I right. care about your feelings, and obviously this means this to you, so I'll try it. That's reluctance. Okay, well, absolutely. Okay, well, let's let's tap into this because. I was inboxed this. This was a it was a question. I broke the question down. It was longer than what she was saying, but she was like, "Did men forget how to be romantic?" I was like, "I think <laughs> we talked about this before," but I was like, "Listen, hey, you know, it, I said this deserves a, a conversation if uh, if we have talked about this before." But um, Bear, what do you think on a man's aspect? You think a lot of men just speaking on your friends or the homies or whatever? Do you think some of them are lacking as far as like? like dating tips i mean like you know how to really like romance a woman dog because you know we'll just go ahead and i'll and I'll, and I'll chime in after that okay i think part of that is um is the fact that okay let's look at the generational thing number one i think our generation and older it's it's one of those situations that and even the, probably the generation before after us as well i think it's also kind of what we were taught what we were built in what we had built into us um the most you know it's always like oh just get a woman flowers and candy and you know take her out to a dinner in a movie yeah the typical stuff exactly that's not really romantic because it's baseline romantic in my opinion is knowing that individual and playing on what that what you know that individual likes like Mm -hmm. if now if she does like and I'm speaking from a man's aspect. So if she does like dinner in a movie, she does like flowers and chocolate. Okay, then you hit her up because that's gonna that's gonna be romantic for her. That's what she likes. That's her vibe. There could be other women who are like, you know, it's romantic to me. Take me out on a hike. You know, <laughs> fill up my or romantic to some women could be uh, like your spouse or something like that could be. Uh, get the lunch ready for the kids before they go out to school and help them get dressed in the morning. That could be romantic for her, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it just really depends on that individual. Uh, but I think part of it, though, and when I'm saying all that, I think part of the problem is the fact that there is, and usually all of our conversations, we always talk about this, always comes back to this. It's just the lack of communication. And you know, lack of communication and beyond just the communication is the understanding, listening to understand instead of listening just to have your time to speak or exactly. listening just to let and, them and, say something. And and here's because the thing it, too, not to cut you off, Barry. Okay. No, 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 you're when, good. When you communicate to understand. So when you do take her on that date or when you do go on that first date, I don't think you be I don't think you should be so quick to go on that second date. I think after that first date, you should still get to communicate and understand who that person is. That way that second date then you can find out more of what she likes and then you can kind of, you know, build upon that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the first day you might pick out the dinner and then through conversations, maybe like two, three days or maybe even a week or so you find out like, okay, she likes, she likes hiking or something or, or she likes going to the, you know what I'm saying? The art gallery or something like that. So yeah, I think for sure you definitely have to communicate to understand and then that's going to help you become a better Dater, or you know, yeah, it'll make the dates better than be like, oh, let's go to this dinner, let's go out here to eat right here. Yeah, then then two weeks later, you're going to another place to eat over here, and really, all y'all doing is just going out to eat, you know what I'm saying? And you're taking out (laughs) dropping her off, or whatever the case be. So, it's you know, it's pretty along those lines, or you might get her some flowers, you know what I'm saying? It's like nothing 
spontaneous or something that's different from the norm. So, and you say you hit my word right there with the spontaneity, man. I love shoot, that's me. I like it. I like it for somebody spontaneous, and I like being spontaneous. You know, so we do something that's just flip, something that's different, something that's off the cuff. Man, it's it's own. It's funny too, because like I said, we were mentioned, we were talking about uh, we talked about this all the time, but uh, I saw somebody uh, she posted on on uh, IG saying that. Uh, you wash my dishes, baby. You can get it, <laughs> you know. And that's because she cooking already. She said, "I'm cooking." So if you just wash my dishes, I'm good, you know. So I was like, was "All right, it. that's bet." Okay. Yeah, that was it. She, you know, you know. But like I said, everybody's romance level is different. But I'm per- mm-hmm. but she, I already know that she probably likes other things too, as far as romance is concerned. But like like I said, there are just uh, there are just levels to romance that just doesn't have to be, you know, the prototypical. Dinner in a movie, buy me flowers, buy me candy, or write me a card type of thing. You know, it could just be yeah. something. It, it's it always depends on that individual. What you what you think? What you think, Tree? I about to say I know T got got a whole bunch to say right now. Oh, no, no, I'm trying not to. It's just that like uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand like the the definition, the working definition of what what's considered romantic. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I'm not a mm-hmm. dude, and I'm also not like necessarily the I don't know. Sometimes I think of romance, I think, and, and this might be immature in me, I think of the mushy stuff, and I'm not really just really big on all that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, <laughs> romance to me is um, attentiveness. You know what I'm saying? And when you were speaking, Bear, it reminded me of the love languages. So to me, romance is loving somebody within their language. That's romantic. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. if uh, your person's love language is spending time and they like to play video games, then to me, it's romantic if you learn how to play. And play with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whereas some people don't want anything to do with them. They don't even want their partner playing them. You know what I'm saying? So that wouldn't be romantic to them, or they wouldn't even have that. They if they heard, they'd be like, eh. you know what I'm saying? But it's like I think this romance has to do with just learning the person and paying attention. Cause you know, if you hear somebody, your partner mentioning something in passing, even if they're like, mm, it's cool, I might, I might not get it. And then you get it for them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's romantic because you're paying attention to them. So it just right. depends on them, but not necessarily like the card. The, like flowers are cool. I actually think flowers are really cool. Really? You know what I'm okay. saying? But I also only, I mean, I was one of the people that said when I grow up, I'm always have fresh flowers in my house. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> okay. That okay. has not happened. Okay. Let me be very clear. I wanted to. But you thought about it. Well, they say the thought that count, right? <laughs> I had to compare it because, again, I'm not really into the mush. So it's like, you know, you wouldn't think that. But if you're paying attention or if I say it to you and you're listening to me, now you know, I may not be into all of the mush and please don't serenade me. Ooh, Jesus. That, but you know, <laughs> uh, awkward for me. But but that, I'd be like, oh, cool. And you ain't got to do it. I just wait, walk in like, ah, flowers. Yo, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. attentiveness. I, I'm not right. don't always pay attention. I don't think. I, you see, I kind of yeah, spoke yeah. on that on one of my episodes of of, of uh, just bear with me. Just uh, bear with like me podcast. Y'all check it out on Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts, everything. Else yeah, I'm gonna have to make sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's traditional spelling. Bear with me. Just uh-huh. bear, bear, just like the no bear, just like the animal. Okay, so but I mean, men, as far as like that, so we say attentiveness. If we say that men forgot how to be romantic, I think it has to do with attention span. And you know, as far as like social media, like I say, it's so much. We all have mm-hmm. access to so many people that you really don't have to pay attention if you don't. So these dating it. apps, 
Yeah, you know, oh man, it's this yeah. swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah, so, it got like about man, look, whenever before I before uh what 10, 15 years ago, it was like just match.com. Now they got like <laughs> yeah. five or six, you know, now they got like five or six. Uh, I mean, the other thing you had, you probably had Black Planet too, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Probably match. people linking com. up on that. Yeah, exactly. People linking up on hey, that, but now I you got a, like about five, mine, six to, different, seven, eight, nine, ten apps. Not to tell my friend business, but he got married off of one. I mean, he met a chick and they got married like ASAP. You know I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people like that, but they don't last though. Yeah, I hope they may ask, but you know. No, 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 no. Stop it. Let me tell you something. I didn't like almost the beauty. No, no, no. I'm not trying to be. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm just I'm saying. Like, I just. I didn't. I didn't like. I just, I, I've, I've seen it. it. I didn't like them. I didn't like. Yeah. It I told them. They don't last. I know people who has lasted. No, I, I, I'm saying the ones that I know. The ones that I know I haven't know, lasted. Know, That's what I'm talking last. about. I'm not saying all of them. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to be like. She didn't listen. I tried to tell him. She ain't the one. He didn't listen to me. And, and and it didn't work out. I ain't trying to put it in his face, but I told him. But <laughs> I told you so. That can happen with a person you meet in person. The thing about Absolutely. it is, with the dating apps a lot of times, while there's still people on there that probably BS, at least you know mm -hmm. that for the most part, a lot of them people are there to date. So you don't yeah. have to worry about guessing in the, you know, just generally speaking, the community where you're wondering, is somebody, you know what I'm saying? So, so a lot of times the intentions are there and then you know, again, we know that everybody's not honest, but a lot of people on there are. So they ask a lot of questions that you can get mm -hmm. answers to off the top. So the filtering system could be considered more efficient, right? Because you're filtering from a larger pool, better chance of you finding a mate. But at the same time, like either way is either way. Like they got, you know, people I was like, you meet so you'll be somebody crazy. It's like, first of all, hello. You can meet somebody crazy in the grocery aisle. Exactly. And mm -hmm. then the dating apps are now, it's word with friends. I mean, if there's a chat feature on a game, people are hooking up through those things. Mm, so you don't even yeah. need like yeah. a dating app or anything for that reason. But I said what I said because we have so much access to so many different options per se. You don't necessarily have to pay attention if you don't want to. And it takes intention and it takes energy and it takes effort to pay attention. So therefore, men may not have necessarily forgotten how to be romantic. It's just that they can get the things that they normally would have had to be romantic to get or maintain more easily. You know what I'm saying? That's so serenading a woman, taking her out. Uh, and I'm only speaking women to men because of the traditional, right? It was the guy picking right. the girl up and taking her out and showing her a great time with the hopes that however, how good the first day was, that would determine if we're going to go on another date, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. every dating game you've seen has been set up that way. We go on a date. Hey, do y'all want to go on a second date? That type of deal, right? Now mm -hmm. it's like, no, you don't have to do all that. So I don't necessarily have to invest that much time and effort and attention in that. So therefore, I don't have to be romantic. Romantic has to do with paying attention. Okay. What, what do y'all think about... um? Miss Nalina Winston. What do you well, think about how can you be romantic on an app? Yeah, or long distance relationship. I think it's just through oh. a lot of communication, long distance. That, that and effort, you know, and communication surprises. and effort. I mean, it's so easy to do this now. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even if a person's love language is not gifts, acts of service. So, you know, if that person's mm -hmm. car, they work and they come outside and their car is like detailed to the max, you know, they like, woof. 
You know what I'm saying? So it don't always have to be gifts. It could be acts of service that we can send. You can postmate, whatever. You can get stuff delivered to people. You can order something yeah, and get it shipped. There were, yeah. There's so many ways to be. You can, you know, make calls to get certain things done for people, communicating with them. Some people love sweet nothing still. So sweet yeah. and stuff, you know. So. I know. Um, uh, sorry, TR. I'm not trying oh, to cut fine. you off, but. I know a couple uh, during the pandemic, you know, we were all locked in our houses, really couldn't go out and do anything. You know, there were really no restaurant situations, so uh, they couldn't really go on a date date traditionally, you know, face to face. So what they did, they had a little Zoom date, you know, they got they had made a uh, linked up on Zoom and they like ordered. He ordered DoorDash for the both of them. And, okay. and they ate, you know, and they ate together and they uh, what they watched the movie like together. That. Damn. Yeah, they watched the yeah they watched the movie together in sync while while they're you know on Zoom and everything, and they had a really great time. That was like I said, that was at the peak of the pandemic back in like 2020. So here we are, three years later, and they still together, just as strong. In fact, if if not, I probably want to say that that made them stronger because all they had was just raw communication. That's all they had to build on, and they built on that. And that, like I said. This just make them stronger to this day. So I mean, I kudos to them, commend them on that. Man, so I like, I yeah, like that's stuff you can do long distance. I like when you said effort. Yeah, if you, if you like them, is you the effort is nothing, is effortless. You know, like you know, what I'm saying like like you said, DoorDash. You could get flowers delivered. You can mm -hmm. even fly. You know, what I'm saying you can even probably just catch a flight. You know, what I'm saying okay, see that person. So okay, I'm gonna catch up real quick, man. But uh, my son's mom and I. That was how we. That's how we met. Honestly, mm -hmm. we met through somebody uh, linking us to linking us up. You know, they were like, "Hey, I know somebody," and you know, they play tried to play matchmaker or whatever like that. Um, and I was living in Dallas at the time. She was staying out here in Houston. So okay. all we had to build on was just phone call conversations. We'd be on the phone for hours for, you know, in fact, I remember one time we was on the phone for like a full 24 hours straight. It was during the uh, 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 24 March hours, 24 hours straight, bro. Straight up. <laughs> we were wow. we were watching we were watching March Madness together and, and, and just watching that over the phone together. And but like I said, she she lived in Houston and I lived in Dallas at the time. So. Uh, I never fly, never flew before. I hated flying. I was scared of heights, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to make that road trip because that road trip could be tiring, taxing sometimes when you're by yourself. Yeah. So, man, shoot, I went on ahead and caught flights. So every other month, you know, we would always see each other. She fly up to Dallas, or I fly down to Houston. You know, sometimes it was me more fly, flying more than she was. Man, but what's hey, that, a thirty-minute flight? It's about forty-five minutes to an hour. It just depends on the weather. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, that was that was that was straight up for me. That's so perfect what I needed because, like I said, that was my first yeah. time ever flying. So I needed that to break me man, in. I'm still, nah. a little, still a little shaky even flying. I ain't even gonna lie, man. Hey, man, I flew to San Diego about a year and a half ago, man, and it was a bomb. I mean, it was a dope vacation, man. I highly recommend it. If nobody's been to San Diego, I highly recommend San Diego, especially man, in October. On the bucket list. How was the flight? Yeah. Oh, the flight was dope. Flight was dope, man. It was real good. Had no issues whatsoever, man. But um, but yeah, but like I say, it's so long distance, it can it can happen. You can be romantic long distance. It just really depends on, like I said, the effort that you're putting into it uh, on both sides. Because you uh, gotta have both sides putting in much effort on something like that. No, no doubt. And before we switch subjects, man, Trini, your 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 hair is is fire. The braids is fire. Oh, for sure. Right now. 
I ain't gonna lie. I'm thinking like, dang, her hell, her braids is on lit right now. Just had to. <laughs> Looking like she just came from the shop. Look, I did literally got them done today. I had to give me a little easy okay. Shout out to Sam, also known as Nikki. Who? What, what was her name? Sanitra Sam. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh okay. I didn't know she um do had like that. That's my sister. She be hooking me up. Okay, I didn't All know right. she did nothing yeah. like that. Okay, next. Yeah, she does really good, so I be trying to get her to promote herself, and I try to promote her too. So, do she do yes. um, retwist? Uh, no. no. But you know what? She 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 probably could because she actually like I say she's really good. Mm. She started off just doing it because she wanted to do her little girl's hair. Like she got tired of paying mm. people to do it, yeah, and that's why sure. she started doing it. But now she she does that's really a smart good. move. Mm. Okay, that's a smart that. move because that could be expensive as a mug. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, let's let's go. Um, let's go into this subject right here. Do you think most men? I put me. Most men. I gotta change that. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, there we go. There we go. Bang. <laughs> most <laughs> men are not good leaders till later in life. I want mm. to put true or false on there, but. I don't know. I'm just going to go on and say true because I don't think I, I'm just to answer the question because y'all went first and stuff like that. So I'm just going to answer sure. one of the questions. I believe like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as like a young man, he has to go through experiences in life and he has to learn certain things and, and learn like as far as who are the right people for you and, and stuff like that to become a great leader as far as it being in a relationship. Because you know what I'm saying? A lot of us young men, we don't have as far as role models to look at and be like, ah, I want to be like that person. You know what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm. be like this person. Or if you do, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, your homies or your friends or your circle or whoever you hang with, you know, it, you, it's a little peer pressure in that. So I mm-hmm. think for most men, you have to get away from your circle to find out who you are to become a great leader. And I think a lot of teens in the community are young black men in the, early 20s and stuff like that i think when they do break away and they get on their own they they learn who they are and find within themselves and they become a great leader or the leader they supposed to be and you know as far and and let me just speak on myself as far as like a leader now let me get as far as a relationship now to become a great leader you have to have vision and you know uh the vision was there but the effort wasn't there because i always had the vision to be like i want to do this and do that but it's just the effort and the push and the motivation to do it and i think through you know later in life you know and and the stuff that you you know like you know when you go through stuff it it pushes you to either you know either become that leader you want to be or you know just that leader that you talk about wanting to be so i think like most men when they're younger you know what i'm saying we still finding ourselves we still trying to you know see what we want to do in life and you know, you know just finding who we are and stuff but i think most men are not good leaders till later in life when until they experience certain things so that's just my experience speaking in the comments you can say i'm wrong you can say i'm right that's your opinion, but that's just how I feel. Uh, what you think about that, Bear? Uh, I couldn't. I can't find a place place where I could disagree with you, man. Uh, that's a uh, facts, and if, if you ask me, um, it depends on 
it, it depends. So many things shape us as far as being leaders are concerned. And at, at that same point, there are just some people out there who just aren't leaders. Uh, not everybody can be, you know, the chief. Everybody, there's got to be some people who are, uh, who are just, you know, the the citizens, the followers. But I think what leadership, what brings on leadership, though, is like you said, the example. You have to see the example, and you also have to have the drive to uh, want to make change, the willingness to want to make change, the the uh, imagination to want to make change because like, let's say, let's use Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, for example, he could have, he could have been somebody who, who would have been a great leader, but at the same time, what if he did not, you know, feel comfortable going out there to wanting to make that change. And he would have been just like, Oh, he's a great preacher. And that's all they, we never would have known anything about him because I mean, you could find a, a great preacher anywhere sprinkled across America. But at the same time, it, nobody's stepping up to, you know, to lead the lead the, the the citizens, the people. He got the entirety of the black community, and let's just be real, some white folk out there to follow behind this man. So, I mean, to be able to have that that desire and that imagination of how to push through to be that leader, to how how to grab these people. Uh, that's that's what you have to have, and not everybody is built like that. So just being so, so to be able to have to say that, oh, well, you're not a leader of your in your community. Well, that's not not everybody is built that way. Not everybody can do that. Now everybody now you can be a leader in your home. That's mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what the um, the person was asking about. If they can be a leader in your home, absolutely. Uh, you just have to be able to. <sighs> You have to be able to understand that you have to, you'll have to take control in some situations, and the people in your home have to be able to have to be able to respect you. And the only way that you can get that respect is uh, if you are also one giving that respect and two being a respectful individual, because you can't get respect without one giving respect and being like I said, being respectful. Um, it's almost like it's like trust. You can't gain trust if you're not a trustworthy individual so you know what i think it's a blessing because like i said like young men like when i got with my wife like when we first got together i don't think i was a good leader in a relationship i didn't Mm -hmm. like i had like you know we all had that struggle you know what i'm saying like um we was like getting to know each other and we was like you know we was like you know bonding and stuff and then it got to a point where you know i was saying like man you know, like I could see us together, you know, I'm not going to say as far as marriage, but I, I could see us together, you know what I'm saying? Doing things. So it made me want to, you know, like step up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and be mm-hmm. a provider and, and, and have certain things, you know, like I wanted to have certain things and I wanted her to have it too. Like, you know, and, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like as I got older and, um, having her by our side, it just made me want to be more of a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when I went back to school, I went back to school for, you know, like to have a better career in life and stuff like that. But the motivation was because was of her. her and my family, you know, like yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to provide more. I wanted to have them comfortable. And, you know, and, and to me, to be honest with you, I think it's a blessing. Cause I don't, I don't see a lot of guys 
doing that. You know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. far as like sacrificing, you know, it, I see a lot of selfishness out there. Yeah. But as far as like you know, sacrificing because you got to sacrifice some some nights you might want to go hang out or you might want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings with your homies or whatever. But you got to sacrifice those nights for work, for school, for your family. And I think that's, you know, I think that's part of becoming a a great leader. You know what I'm saying? You got to sacrifice some things for what you really want. And I think a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but they got some people out there that's not willing to do that sacrificing as far as to become the leader that they want to be. So, Well, I think you might have been right when you say when you did kind of lean towards a lot of people, because, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why we have so many uh, uh, fatherless homes. And we know we have far too many of those in the first place. So, yeah, I think you're right as far as being a lot of people. Don't don't pull back on that one. Yeah. uh, Trina, you got anything you wanted to implement on this before we jump into um, something that you're going to specialize in this next topic? Uh Oh, I mean, no, I don't really want to like speak. I don't really feel like I have room to speak on on this topic as much. <laughs> I'm mean, being honest. No, for real though. I, I can say something. Yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful because obviously you guys both are are men, first of all, and you seem to be pretty upstanding citizens. You know, y'all sound family oriented. I know y'all both are fathers based on context clues and things like that. So that means you guys have had some experiences that you are saying that you grew out of that helped you to become a better leader. So then I come in and be like, well, it's like, what helped me to quickly agree is the word most. You didn't say all experience does teach us. So, okay. So for sure. Um, now I dove into this question before maybe a few topics ago. I mean, a few episodes ago, but we didn't dive in deep and they had a female in she really wanted us to dive in deep on this discussion, but I felt that we didn't have as far as the credentials um, to dive into deep how she wanted to. So hopefully if she's watching the show, it was ways to deal with your partner going through depression. Mm. And oh. so, okay. What yeah, this ways... is definitely something that can have TR can get on it. This yeah. What ways <laughs> to deal with your partner going through depression, like how can you help your partner if they're going through depression, if they're sad or, you know, how can you help your partner go through, you know, depression? Hmm. Well, first and foremost, what I would say is I'm, I would be interested in what y'all had to say anyway, because like, it's important that reg, you know, for lack of a better word, that regular people actually understand that you actually know a lot more than you think, you know, so it is, it's not this big magical answer. Um, what do you do for people that you care about? You know what I'm saying? You're there for them. So that's a big part of it. And I would think that that would come up for y'all, but it's about how mm-hmm. to be there for them. So I think that's mm-hmm. the part, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is the way that you would deal with your partner is going to be very similar to the way you would deal with it with anyone. You know what I'm saying? And yes, there are levels to it. So if it was a stranger that you you might just, you know, kind of help connect them with someone. If it's a friend, you know, maybe cousin or something, then you may actually, you know, do a little bit more. But if it's your partner, you might do a little bit more. So one thing I will say when it comes to depression is like many other things, you need to respect it. 
that's the first thing. If you don't respect the fact that the person's dealing with it, if mm. it's one of those things where you're like, get over it, that you mm. may think you're encouraging yeah. them, you know, but you're not. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if a person could just get over it, then they would. You know, if you're Basically. really dealing with this, it's not cool. It's not fun. So if I could just get over it, I would. And the other part of it is it's like um, it really minimizes their experience. So then whatever help you do decide to bring about later or whatever is going to be it's going to be hard for them to trust it because of that approach. You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. didn't take it seriously. It's better to err on the side of caution. Which means it's better to accept that this person knows what their private experience is versus you telling them that it's not. And for you to be potentially wrong for agreeing than for them to really truly be going through this and you dismiss it. Yeah, you know yeah that's I think that's the worst thing yeah. right there. Right. But we don't necessarily think about it that way because I have to respect I have to respect the idea of depression and mental health first before I can respect that that's something you're experiencing. If I don't believe in all of that. You know, that's how we kind of dismiss stuff. Ain't nobody mm -hmm. listen. That's not even real. What's real is these bills. What's real is this is like, yeah, well, sometimes these bills are are a part of the issue. Right. Yeah, you know finan I mean? yeah, financial financial situations can bring on depression, you know. Yeah, and so it's like yeah. they're, they're not, you don't have to delete any of them. I like to tell people, you know, we think the truth looks like this. It looks like this. It really does. If you think the truth looks like this, then any extra details that are a part of that situation have to be deleted because it doesn't fit this. When there are so many different dynamics and elements that are playing in a situation and it all needs to be respected. Yeah. All of it. So, so you yeah. have to accept that, you know, because sometimes, I'm mean, honestly, I, don't take it personally. Right. It's I, not absolutely. about you. That's absolutely people from helping people because I'm too busy defending myself against your your pain, like or your your sickness. It's like you're not the reason. And if you think you are because of stuff that you're doing, then that's a whole nother battle for you to deal with on your own. But the fact oh is, that's their private experience, and that's what they're dealing with. The last thing we need is for you to be taking it personally because now you're going to be on the defense, and you can't help that person or be there for that person when you're too busy. Defending yourself against it because you feel some type of way about their experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? I, I think, and, and I might be wrong for this, but if I had a friend going through depression, me personally, I would try to be there for him as much as I can. Like, I'll like come over there and be like, "Look, let's talk. You don't want to talk, or what do you want to eat? Bring something to eat. Let's talk. Let's mm -hmm. have drinks, just to try to." get them to talk now they might not want to talk and i'll be like well i'm gonna just chill take a nap or something and wake up and if you're ready to talk we could talk or something like that i think it's just the effort that's showing that somebody cares for them and cares about that situation you know because a lot of times people think like they don't care you know like man ain't nobody care about me man they don't care how i feel they don't care what i think or whatever and i Dude. see a lot I, i'm i'm starting to see a lot of people on facebook post like they're giving up on life yeah. in general and stuff like that more days and yeah. more so ever now and and i think that i think they're just pouring out for people to conversate to talk to somebody that cares think, about them i think they just want somebody to listen to them i was about to say that i think a lot of it is and and i've commented on this a couple of times before uh on posts and everything it's just the fact that being there is uh, is such a a, a strong um 
recovery process for somebody. I mean, a strong help. If you want to just help somebody, sometimes just being there and just let them vent. Let them let them vent, let them cry, let them be vulnerable in front of you. Mm. That can be that could be so healing for a lot of people. I mean, I because I went through my little bout of depression at one point. Mm. Uh and I say little bout, but I don't mean I don't and I try to belittle it, but mm-hmm. um, but uh I went through my bout of depression at one point and just having somebody there to just uh like I said, just be there for me, just let me vent uh let me let me cry let me be vulnerable about my situation um that was huge and because it, it, it was it's trina hit back on what you said earlier i had so many people and it's reason why that all of a sudden my my friend group went from like like I got off of Instagram for a minute floyd i don't know if you remember that but i got off of Instagram for a minute for about a year and i had I had yeah. well over a thousand friends and they were all people that I actually had some form of contact with. And like I said, when I got off and I got back on, which was just like I said about recently, I got back on and I'm only, and I said, I'm I'm not going to have this huge friend group. And, and this literally, and it's not even just like a social media thing. I'm just talking about as just in life period, just a like comparative reasons. I went from over a thousand to like just over a hundred. I mean, my circle is extremely small and literally my actual circle is probably about less than a dozen. But because the thing is, I had so many people when I was going through uh, going through my depression. Oh, dude, you're just you're you're just going you're being petty. You're being overreactive. Uh, It's not a big deal. Just get over it. Just be a man, man up, all this type of stuff. And I'm like. And, you know, and I'm like, why are y'all personally attacking me when I'm trying to go when I'm going through this? You know, and that's exactly what it was. It was a personal attack. It's like they took it personally that I'm going through something. And it made no sense to me until, I, you know, once I was going through therapy, my therapist, you know, shout out to her. She was telling she was saying the kind of the exact same things that you were saying to you about uh, people. Sometimes for some reason, they don't know how to reach out. They don't know how to help. So what they do is they just attack you. And and it's because I'm used to being this upbeat, fun-loving guy all the time. And they weren't used to seeing me down because I'm usually the one who's always trying to, I'm, I've always been the guy who's been hiding myself to yeah. make sure that everybody else is taken care of and everybody else is accommodated because I'm a people pleaser. That's just how I am. That's how I'm built. Uh, but I've learned how to control that now. I've learned how to be better at pleasing people without being detrimental to my own self. But I, I say all that just to say that, like you're saying, just being if you're with ways to deal with your partner going through depression, the best thing you can do is just be there for the person, understand what they're going through is real. Just because it's not tangible for you, like bills, doesn't mean it's not a real thing. Let them be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And and if you let them be vulnerable in front of you, that opens up a world of trust. I'm not even gonna lie to you, Barry. I I went through a stint of depression too, and and what helped me was actually working out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like working, like going yeah. jogging, going, going to jog, yeah, going to the gym. Yep it it just it just helped me release. You know, yeah, like what I was going through now. I did a lot of self-searching. I did a lot of talking to myself, you know what I'm saying, as far as mm-hmm. I, I had to become my own motivator, to be honest with you. Because I remember, like, just 
jogging and, and just telling myself, you know what I'm saying? Just basically motivating myself. I had to, I had to be my own motivator and I don't know if that's natural or not, you know what I'm saying? But I had to do that. And, and, and I had to, you know, I had to keep faith that what I was going to, what I was going through at that particular time was going to make me stronger. Like, yeah, I was going to get stronger from this, you know, like you and, got this. Yeah. And I had to tell yeah. myself that. And at the beginning, you know, at first, you know, like the first, you know, week, couple days or whatever, I, I didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that that helped me as far as like depression. Everybody have their own ways to deal and cope with it and stuff like that. Yeah. But like you said, like as far as like your circle is small, my circle is like smaller, like not to include family, but I'm just going to say like as far as family and friends, like if I have somebody to really like just talk to, you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. It's maybe like four people <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. It's maybe Absolutely. four or five is a stretch. Yeah. But it's let's just say four or five people. And other than that, man, it's just it, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's it's, it's really you. So mm-hmm. but I mean, as far I mean, and, and not to just um to let y'all try time in, but like if my partner or if somebody I knew that was going through depression, I would talk to him. And I would say, hey, man, you want to go to therapy, counseling? I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. I'll go with you. Let's go together. You don't have to yeah. go by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I'll just try to be with them from every walk or whatever they're going through side by side for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I think a couple of things, bless you, that is, is also important um, just kind of like to finish up on what you can do. Um, the thing is, okay, so first of all, I, Trust that the person is expressing to you their truth. Don't try to like, you know, disseminate or figure it out. Because the thing is, we have this ideal of what depression looks like, too. Mm-hmm. And see, the person that's always, you know, ex- you know, uh, funny and seems outgoing and all that that you work with and stuff sometimes is actually depressed, too. Yeah. But so we think that it's supposed to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue mm-hmm. with, with us as human beings, because seeing is believing. So, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, if a person is not harming themselves in a physical way or they're not literally, you know, in the act of trying to complete suicide and we don't believe it. There are yeah. some people. It was a recent story of a young lady that actually did post this. It was her last day and it was. Yeah. Yeah. She did take her life and she was a mother. And and uh, we see, and I see posts like that, and and I know yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people don't take them serious. And so them, that's what I mean by error on the side of caution. Yeah, I understand everybody like, oh, they just want attention, but mm-hmm. what if that's not what it is? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if if it is fine? You know, because the way I see it, if a person does that, from my perspective, something is still wrong. There Absolutely. is an issue there. There is a need that's not being met, even if you feel like. They playing you. You play too much. You crying wolf. And I, there's something up, regardless. And if that little bit of attention is gonna keep them alive, it may be frustrating, annoying, all of that. But the fact is, something is up with that person because you still are playing that game. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, when we're talking about your partner, respect their private experience, be present, listen, because everybody doesn't need the same thing. Some people mm-hmm. do want to vent. Some people just want you to sit there with them and be quiet. A lot of yeah. us are not comfortable with silence. We feel like we have to have something to say. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. That question right there is for you, Trina. 
Would you recommend believing in a higher power as a therapist to help someone get through depression? Because it definitely helped me. So I don't uh, promote or discourage because I think that at the end of the day, um, when it comes to your higher power, your your spiritual boundaries, your connection to a deity of some sort bigger than you, that's a very personal experience. And that hasn't been a saving grace for everybody to be honest with you. You know, some people's experiences in this, in, the, in certain lifestyles and certain, you know, religious lifestyles. I've had clients that had to go to therapy, extended therapy for leaving a certain sector, you know, of, mm. of, of like a mm-hmm. re- religious sector. And it was like one of those that was so intense. I'm not going to say the name of it, but it was so intense that it was really everything about their life was that particular belief system. And they had to actually go to extensive therapy because they left. And that wasn't even a therapy that we did together. So it really just depends on your relationship with said deity. It's like if it's a saving grace for you, if that's a defense mechanism or a coping strategy for you as a client, I would encourage you to embrace, incorporate and lean on it. But if it's for clients that I have that that has actually been an issue for them, you know, see, they're not going to go there and I don't push either way. You know what I'm saying? So it's really honestly about the impact that it has on you. If it saves you, if it helps you, then I'm going to promote it because it's healthy. And being connected to something bigger than you, um, something outside of yourself has been proven to be uh, beneficial unless it isn't. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. My only uh, thing I'd add to that is just that you just can't force belief. If you believe, then you believe. If you don't believe, then you can't. Like I said, you just can't force belief, just like you can't force uh, uh, love or anything of that nature. So you can't if, if that you have to be open to belief. And, and like I say, you just can't force it, because if you force it, then, then what if that fails you later on down in life? Then you're like, OK, well, that doesn't work. Or what am I going to do now? So mm-hmm. uh, you, so that's why I'm just that's that's the only little two cents I'm going to add to that. Yeah, but you can't force religion on nobody. Right. I mean, that's well, that's, any beliefs, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not really just religious. Any beliefs is like you can't really force them on people, you know. So you have to really be mindful of that. Um, and then it was something like, okay, so with your partner, I'll be honest with you, that's the other thing. And I would say this with your partner, with your friend, or whatever. And you know, I'm, some people may try to attack me for this. That's fine. I'm a big girl. Okay. Please do not tell people to just. They just need to pray about it. Stop mm. doing that to people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh, that can I be the beginning for some people, okay? Because prayer, yes, I understand in Christian context, but there are many different versions of prayer. So we're not even trying to alienate any particular religious beliefs by any means. But I really think it's very dismissive and disrespectful when you tell someone that, because even if you are thinking in the context of what the Christian beliefs are when it comes to faith, I've always been taught that faith is an action word. So the fact of the matter is just telling the person just to pray about it. You know what happens when a person prays in the midst of that and then they feel like nothing has happened? That Mm. lets a person down Mm. so much because sometimes that's like literally what they felt like was their last resort. And you basically Mm -hmm. just told them that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, just please be mindful of that because at the end, you, you you have people in these vulnerable positions. And when you say things like that, you're not helping them. That's very insensitive, right? And it can actually cause more harm 
than help. And no, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to condone alcoholism or say that it's a good thing. Um, alcoholism tends to be very detrimental. However, I will say that alcoholism yeah. uh, typically develops, uh, sometimes there are some genetic dispositions, right? Mm -hmm. to, you're more prone to become, uh, you know, uh, dependent upon certain substances, but also with choices and whatnot. If I am going through something, if I am overwhelmed by negative emotions and alcohol numbs me, then now I realize that that worked for me. So now every time I'm running away from my emotions, I'll turn to that because it worked for me and it did work. It's just that the unhealthiness of that coping strategy is that there are other things that are happening in the background. So while you're numbing these feelings, your body is getting biologically dependent upon this substance. So so now after the fact, even if you get out of that situation, you are still now dependent and you have a new situation that you're dealing with. So mm -hmm. that that's the issue. But whenever you're dealing with anything and you find a coping strategy, whether it's healthy or not, the hope is that, you know, you're able to find something to replace it either when it no longer works or it is, an, it is unhealthy because if not, you will resort back to what you know. So it's like, I need to find out what is alcoholism solving for me? What am I utilizing alcohol for and find something else that I can do that will relieve me in the same way? So if I'm looking for peace, what else can bring me peace? If I'm looking for, you know, happiness, what else can I do to help me with this versus the alcohol? And and, and Alina. Go on. Okay. And Alina. No, you're not um, silly for that. You're fine. Yeah. And you what you can do also is you can kind of direct that person to Trina and you know what I'm saying for some sessions for some counseling and and maybe you could get an info and you, you maybe you can the person that you're talking about you know what I'm saying can reach out to Trina or vice versa however that works and then you know maybe we can help them out or whatever so cuz she does do um so social via via social Oh, mm -hmm. what what you saying? Like that they, they can catch up with me via social media? Yeah, yeah well, not yeah. social media, but like like the. Oh, you talking about virtual? Yeah, virtual. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do teleherapy and in person. Yeah. So, so hey, there you go, right there, uh, Nalina. They can, you can help him out or she out or whoever it is. And hey, like going that. through what that. Say, going back to that uh, prayer comment, like you were saying, T. I I'm. Uh, devout christian i'm i'm heavy on god and and religion and things of that nature and and i but at the same time i fully fully feel you on that just saying or just pray about it thing because if number one it, it kind of goes back to again everything just comes back to communication you have to know this individual you can't just tell i can't just tell somebody oh just pray about it well that person might be an atheist or <laughs> you know or just say, oh, just pray to God about it. Well, that guy might that guy might not pray to God. He may pay, play, pray to uh, Allah or, or yeah. you know, he might yeah, be Bindu sure. or something. I mean, I mean, Hindu or something. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't just 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 you know just casually throw prayer on it because some people don't understand the power of prayer, and some people don't understand God's timing. So you can't just you can't just say that. like you say you just can't arbitrarily just throw that on somebody and just expect that to be the cure all. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, and like I said, I just wanted to just let you know how much I agree with you on that because there is it's not it's not saying like you don't respect the uh, the Christian religion. It's not saying that. It's just saying the fact that you have to know your audience whenever you're talking to an individual. If you're going to recommend something, recommend something that you know that they're actually going to understand because not everybody knows that because prayer helped me out. Mm -hmm. Just like Ms. Winston was saying, prayer helped her out. 
And prayer can help out some people, but it doesn't mean it's going to help out all people. Because, again, if you don't believe, why would you pray to somebody you don't believe in? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's 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 a huge that's a huge thing right there. You just have to know who you're talking to whenever you're going to try to uh, recommend anything to them or try to help them out through anything. Well, the issue is, um, first and foremost, the word just. I think that's my biggest issue because they say just pray about it. You oh, can, yeah, yeah. You can just pray. You have to pray, and you have to pray, so but you have else? to act upon it as well. Yeah. And there's there's, there's still an action that needs to be taken care of. Exactly. And I'm not saying even that they have to go into preach mode, you know, on that. I mean, my right. dad's a minister, so I totally understand all of that. What I'm saying is that when you tell a person you just need to pray about it, first of all, you don't know if they've not already been praying. That's the that too. That you know too. What I'm so that's yeah. the thing. And then the other part is a part, a big part of prayer is belief, if not the whole entire thing is belief. Yeah. So if I'm having a hard time believing right now, that's not going to help me either. And some people no. honestly do not uh, feel confident in praying because they don't think they know how to pray. Mm. You know, that's, they know, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, they think that it's a certain way. <laughs> and many would, yeah. would, would say that there is a certain way. Some people would argue that. So if you tell me this, now you're, you're basically, it's just like the same thing as if I was to tell you, okay, so what you need to do is you need to start employing wise mind. And you're like, what is that? I got to <laughs> teach you what that means. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you say that, but how you know that person is equipped with that? You might offend them. What if the object, the person that they're having issues with, one of the stresses they're dealing with, happens to be a person that always uses that against them as well? So now mm. you're saying that. So it's like I'm saying you now you're doubling down. Know. We can do possibilities all day of what could be and what couldn't. But a big part of prayer is belief. So if it did work for you, it's because you believed in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like do what works for you, because I guarantee you that most people who say that they prayed, they didn't pray and just sit stagnant in that spot. Mm. When he says wait, he doesn't mean don't move become dormant and unproductive it means let me handle yes. this mm. and yeah. go ahead and do what you do and take care of what you're supposed to be taking care of while i take care of this that's a different absolutely absolutely so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not disrespecting i just think that sometimes that's what people throw at people so you know at the end of the day it is not the atheist typically that'll be offended by that because they don't care about that it's the people that actually know what prayer is they know where you're coming from that actually might be offended more because of the things that we just mentioned mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like people throw that at people out of judgment a lot of times it's actually more right. punitive it's not a right. hey my brother and sister let's pray or pray about it is work for me it's more like a a tone it's of a low key attack. You must not have been praying because if you was praying, you wouldn't. You, you just need to pray about it. It's like oh, you don't even know if I've been doing that already, but I can yeah, see yeah. you think I haven't. <laughs> Obviously, you must think that I didn't think of that. <laughs> Thank <Exactly>. you. <laughs> like, You're right. I it's a low key attack that, sometimes. Some people be like that. But if I believe in that, then I might have probably thought of that, probably. But the fact that you're saying that lets me know you don't think I did. <laughs> so it's sometimes it's just exactly. like punishment or judgment when they say it, and not necessarily suggestive, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure, and That's for um, sure. man, I hate to say it, but unfortunately, man, we we've been going at it for an hour and thirty minutes, and and, and some really, yeah, some you know the conversation should oh, be going. Um, but man, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to say, um, I thank y'all for coming on the show on a Friday, like always. 
I thank you, Trina. You're doing a lot of big things. You got a lot of big events coming up. You know what I'm saying? I've been you you you're blowing up for sure. You like you 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 low-key like becoming like the number one therapist, like oh, don't put that pressure. <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's so you. many people out there. I'm like that. She's becoming, she becoming like a celebrity. Therapist, what man, like a counselor, dog. For oh, real. dang, I know a celebrity, y'all. <laughs> oh, any of the event, if they need somebody, he's very like, motivating, and he know we we talk often. And I appreciate his his, his <laughs> but, nah, and I don't ever even want that. I'll be honest with you, you know what's what I mean. That, what's the event you got coming up? Is it on the twenty seventh? No, it's on twenty first. So April the twenty first, um, there is a gala, the Shine Your Light Gala, um. Uh, mm. Miss Nikki Relford, I would say, is pretty much over all of that. Um, there is a new facility that will be open for with inpatient beds for our kids and adolescents. So I'm excited about it because working in crisis is many a times where we needed a bed for a kid and we didn't have any in our area. So we would yeah. have to send them out of the area. That means the guardian has to travel with them out of the area. So you imagine how many kids uh, went without Mm -hmm. uh treatment because you know you, we can go into all that but you know parents don't <laughs> always have the ability to leave town to bring right. you to get you checked in you know it's just a whole process especially you know with other kids and and transportation so it's a lot of times you found kids that didn't really get the help that they needed because there was no beds or, and there was no way to send them out of the area and so mm -hmm. this facility will be for handling those situations. I love that it will keep our kids in our community. It will keep, you know, practically speaking, our finances, our funding in our community because we're sending people out Thanks. and that money is going to their community to help them. You know what I'm saying? So that's taken away from our community in a fiscal perspective. So um, this is to fund um, some of the things that's needed to get that up and going. And so I will be speaking along with other people at said gala. Um, and so if you have <laughs> any questions, um, I say uh, Nikki Relford has like all of the links and everything on her page. I have them on my page. A lot of us have been sharing it. So if you want to, you know, see who's speaking, find out any information about how to get tickets, they actually have tables as well then you can go to her page or my page and look at the flyer and find out that information. But yeah, that'll be April the 21st. So I am excited about that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Bear, what you what you got coming up, man? Well, like I said earlier, man, um, just with the podcast, just bear with me podcast. Yes, I got the name right this time. I'm not trying yes. to take over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just bear with me podcast. It's on every um, platform that you can find or listen to podcasts. And like I said, we're coming up on uh, within the next month or so. We're going to be I'm going to be uh, on uh, YouTube and start doing these things with video, kind of like uh, I'm following in the steps of my boy Floyd here, you know. May not be doing it live, but you know we'll be having some videos of it. Probably put some content, more content on uh, Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, just bear with me underscore podcast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. Well, she said the gentleman on the pa panel is very articulate and helpful as well. Is he a therapist too? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. But thank you, I appreciate no, that. That's what's up. Oh, hey. yes, Hello. what's up. 
So you remember um, we were talking about, because I see that Miss uh, Winston, she dropped a few more questions. So, you know, uh, we were supposed to get together and it's been on me. I'm going to yes. take full responsibility for that because there's so much has been going on. Yes. But we are supposed to get together and have just the open forum mental health mm. chat. I It will mm. not be therapy, guys. And I will continue to say that because I don't want y'all to feel like it's that it will be unethical for us to have a whole therapy open forum session like that. But it will be a discussion. And part of what we're asking that you guys do is to do exactly what Miss Winston did and drop questions in the comments and we'll address them as they come in. And so that's something that me and Floyd have been working on. Well, he's open to it. I have just been super busy, but we are going to do that. So this if you great. had any questions that we didn't answer, mm-hmm. or if there are any questions that you wanted to ask that you didn't ask, we we can address them then. So you can either shoot them to Mr. Floyd. I'm telling him you can shoot them to Floyd. Yes. And then we'll do it like that. But that's something that we are working on. And I am yeah, going to do it. Be very dope. Okay. And make sure you write your questions down now while you're thinking about it, because I'm pretty sure there'll be times when that day comes that you'll have a question be like, dang, what was I thinking about that day? So make <laughs> sure you write those questions down right now so that you'll be ready for it by the time. My they boy already, man. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all coming on, man. Chilling with your boy, man. For sure, man. Appreciate you having us on, brother. All right, man. Y'all Always. have a great weekend. Y'all have a good Easter. You know what I'm saying? I'll Thank see y'all you, again. For sure. Salute. All right, so look, man, that was the show, man. That was the show. We had a, a, a great, dope conversation. We talked about, you know, is it more fun being single? We talked about uh, divorce. We talked about therapy. We we talked about our men being uh, less romantic nowadays. Uh, and we talked about, you know, like as far as, you know, prayer and stuff like that. So, you know what I'm saying? We, we dove into various different topics and stuff. A very dope show, man. I appreciate everybody for tapping in, man. Y'all see the flag in the back. Y'all see the flag in the back back there? Y'all know what flag that is back there? You know what I'm saying? Hey, if y'all know what flag that is back there, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Now I'm just messing with you. <laughs> hey, but, uh, I appreciate everybody that's been chiming in, in the show. I appreciate you, Miss Winston. You talking about your sister. I want to know who you're talking about because, you know, we know each other very well as far as family. So I want to know who you're talking about, if that's who I think you're talking about. Um, but anyway, man, I appreciate everybody for tapping into the show, man, commenting and stuff like that. We always love when y'all comment, when y'all ask questions and y'all do y'all damn thing. Um, tomorrow, hopefully, Saturday, uh, around the same time, uh, 8 p.m., we go on Facebook Live again. You know what I'm saying? This time is going to be a little light. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have some fun. We're going to chill. We're going to kick back because this is the kickback and we're going to have a great time and stuff like that. So um, please join me tomorrow. We're going to come back again. It's going to be so dope. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a good time. It's going to be grateful. It's going to be blessed. It's, it's going to be good, man. Um, oh, my boy already. <laughs> my boy Bear, man. Uh-huh. You see what it is, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is our flag. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But uh we're gonna have a good time Saturday. It's just gonna be a regular Facebook live, you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be a podcast setting. So, um, like I said, man, come through with your boy, chop it up. Also, you can follow me on IG. You know what I'm saying? The IG is popping, so follow me on IG or whatever. But um, man, like I said, uh, I know you're not in name dropping. I don't want you to name drop on here anyway. Um, 
But uh, I, I mean, I might post a picture of the flag or whatever on the page or whatever so you can see. But it's the Juneteenth flag. Uh, but anyway, like I said, man, uh, we're going to be rocking out tomorrow. Uh, also, we're going to be rocking out next Friday again, episode 132. I don't know what that's going to be called or whatever, but it's going to be more comment, uh, content, dope content. And also, it's dope content on IG. So follow me on IG if y'all want to do all that too, man. And like I said, man, y'all have a blessed weekend, man. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all turn up. Y'all have fun. Y'all be grateful. Y'all do all those things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, Stacy, she from the North End? For sure. And I and, and I like what you did. You you trying to name the building after her. I think that's very deserving of her, man. For sure. I'm feeling that. I think that was a great, thoughtful idea of you, my brother, for sure. 6 p.m. Uh, downtown. Yeah, I ain't doing nothing, man. I got to do a few movies, but I'm going to try to not. I got a few acting roles that I got to knock out. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to try to knock that out early so I could come through, chop it up with you, man. Uh, you're doing great things in the community, Stacy. I'm proud of you, bro. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. You're definitely an uh, inspiration. Ironton, okay, okay. Ironton and Pine Club, for sure, on everything. Okay, all right, yeah, I knew, yeah, 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 for sure, bro, we go. I'm going to have to slide through, real talk. Okay, yeah, yeah, we go, yeah, 6 p.m., for sure. Downtown is going down, man, but like I said, man, I appreciate everybody for rocking out with your boy. Uh, <clears throat> expect uh, me to go live Saturday, tomorrow, and also next Friday again. So, man, like I said, y'all have a blessed weekend. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, stay blessed and always stay 100. All right. Peace.